up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Uh, welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Sang. Uh, today I am joined by a three-time Olivier Award nominee. Uh, she has been dazzling audiences in various productions, including Sweet Charity, A Little Night's Music and Chicago, just to name a few. Uh, she is now currently starring as Madame Thenardier in Les Miserables at the Sondheim Theatre. Uh, I am delighted to be joined by Josefina Gabrielle. Uh, thank you for joining um, us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Very lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Um, yeah, I yeah, it's been two years like since you first took over the role of Madame Thenardier. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe the last two years? Oh my goodness, where do you begin? Um, I mean, we literally uh, had done three months of the uh, new Les Miserables with uh, well, the newly named Sondheim Theatre. Um, came into work one day. We were all sent home, like everyone else in the West End. Um, and it was a very comforting lifeline to know that this brilliant and wonderful show, um, might make it and still be there for us, um, at the end. Um, and this show is so quotable on, in, in so many situations, it's such a universal, um, story and subject that literally even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise was uh, absolutely a a lyric we held on to. Definitely yeah I mean I remember coming to the gala evening back in 2020 when the show first opened so um, yeah it's been definitely a whirlwind of of two years. Um, Yeah. The Sontime Theatre, yeah, as you say, it's so gorgeous um, when you go in, you know, the, all the front of house areas are so beautifully um, mm. redecorated. Um, I was curious, you know, what have the back of house um, areas been like? Well, it's, um, we don't have um, rehearsal rooms because it's quite an intimate studio uh, theatre, but uh, the dressing rooms, are, uh, they're beautifully done up. Uh, Cameron has very good taste. And he's also very, very house proud. So he, um, our, our rooms are lovely and everything looks beautiful backstage. In fact, when the theatre was ready, uh, we were all called to the stage and he literally took us all on a guided tour around the whole theatre to show us everything that had been done. And he said, well, I took this down and I put that up there. I mean, he was so proud of it all. Um, and it was just really lovely to share his enthusiasm for uh, and and enjoy his pride in the in the in the renovations yeah definitely it's a stunning venue um yeah i want to ask you as well about um you know playing madame Tenardier. you know the Tenardiers are often seen as you know um like the comical characters but you know they're also yes. the villains as well um how would mm. you like how did you like interpret the characters you know coming into the show well what was described to me very well which uh, i think has um uh, been passed on through the years from from year dot is that um, Jean Valjean is New Testament, Javert is Old Testament, and the Thenardiers are godless. Um, so they are absolutely scrapping and uh, struggling to survive at any cost. So they don't, you know, they don't let moles get in their way. Um, so. The challenge is to keep their in, 
for want of a better word, integrity is evil as immoral characters, not evil, they're in, immoral. But you also need to be the comic relief in such a, um, a moving story. So striking the balance between sinister and humorous um, is, is quite hard because we do need the comic relief, but we want to believe in these characters and not just try and get the laugh. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, it's always, you know, struck me as well, you know, Madame Tenardier, she's also very gutsy and she's got a lot of attitude as well. You know, she's very mm. much um, her husband's equal. Um, is this like something that you felt as well? Or do you think she is like, you know, somewhat subordinate to her husband? Um, certainly uh, Gerard Carey, who plays Monsieur Tenardier and I, um, we feel very much a team and um, they fight like cat and dog but it's an absolute love-hate relationship because they know they need each other um she tends to be the the planner so she's the one that has the the the, the log book of um of scam number 23 section two will work in this scenario and so she'll give a sort of uh, a telepathic look to monsieur Tenardier, and he'll know exactly what she means and what uh, uh, and take that direction and then he is the the front man and the facilitator so she's not that charming so he's the one that can that does all the front cloth stuff and she's the machinery behind it and the pair of them work very well that way and in the the bargain the 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 scene where uh, Jean Valjean offers to buy Cosette from them that's where you can see their machinery work at its best because just with a, a side look and a, and a nod they both know which sting is going to work now and uh, he'll accept a certain amount of he'll, he'll believe the deal has gone well she'll know there's more money in the pot she'll deny that that offer he'll catch up with her and realize there is more money in the pot and then they'll both be on the same page to get yet another deal. They, they work on the fly and, and manage to extort um, to the maximum with their telepathy <laughs> and their shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um yeah they're such fascinating characters um definitely um and of course you know Les Mis you know it's been running in the West End for well over 30 years now um what do you think it is about this show which has you know really endured in its pop popularity with audiences I think um the story is a universal story and like I say like I've said um you can identify with it it from so many experiences. It seems to fit so many experiences in people's life. If you've experienced loss, it resonates with you. The, the triumph of good over evil. Mm -hmm. um, to love another person is to see the face of God is the last word of the show. That is just something to, to live by, you know, to, to love. Um, so I think everyone can identify with it. So that's the story. The music touches you in a, a way that tells you that without words. So you don't even have to speak the language to watch a production of Les Mis anywhere in the world and be affected and, and know 
know the, the gist of, of, of the journey. Uh, and then the lyrics are just so poignant. They literally make the, the tears sort of prickling your eyes over and over again. So I, I, I totally understand why people come back to see it again and again and again, because there is so much to be garnered from it. Um, it it's so rich on so many levels. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I mean, over your career, you've also helped, you know, create and recreate some amazing characters, you know, from Alex Spofford in Witches of Eastwick to uh, Desiree in A Little Night Music. Um, how does it feel to, you know, join something that's been, you know, long running and, you know, to like follow, you know, a certain mould? Well, I think we were very lucky because this is a reworked production. So because the traditional production that everyone has known and loved for, for years closed um, in 2018, I think it was, when they uh, renovated the theatre to become the Sondheim Theatre, previously the Queen's. It's uh, redesigned, restaged, reworked, obviously with a very, very, very close um, connection to the limits that everybody knows and loves. Uh, but because of that, we were given carte blanche to play and experiment and rediscover just to see where these characters could go if they didn't have to follow the tradition. So from that, we were able to, to bring new dynamics for ourselves because, you know, even if this show is 37 years old, it was brand new to Gerald and I because uh, we're coming to it new. So we come to it as blank canvases and just follow the material and uh, see where it takes us. So I believe we are our own Tenardiers, as have every other Tenardio that's been before us. So yes, I mean, in a long running show, you'll have certain set boundaries, but within that, there's a lot of scope to recreate. I think my Monsieur, my Madame Tenardier feels like she's married beneath her. So, you know, um, she you know, really feels um, that she was deserving of so much more in this world. And so uh, she's very fond of the finer things in life uh, and believes she deserves every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, some of your earlier successes also was with the National Theatre, you know, of course, doing Oklahoma and Carousel. Um, nowadays, you know, the National doesn't seem to be producing as many musicals. Um, do yeah. you feel like um, musicals are perhaps taken less seriously as, you know, strict drama plays nowadays? Um, I just think it depends on the piece. I mean, when people say they don't like musicals, they just haven't seen one they like. And when people say they don't like plays they haven't seen one they like you know there are good plays and bad plays and good play, good musicals and bad musicals so um I think that there is a, a, absolutely a place for musicals to be taken very seriously musicals heighten emotion mm -hmm. so I mean even theatre live theatre heightens emotion from the from the from the subtleties of film and television it's a heightened shared experience that can only be live and then musicals because of dance and song, heighten it even more. But the, the fundamental thing of every single one of them is to tell a story that moves you. Mm. So it, it just depends what your favorite genre is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've gotten to work on a number of plays yourself as well. You know, obviously the first nine steps and you did the set of No Coward plays uh, yeah. tonight at 8.30. Um, yeah. Do you feel like your approach changes at all, you know, when you're going to a play or a musical? 
Um, well, uh, the rhythm is uh, more dictated in a musical because if you burst into song, there's the rhythm of the song. If you're dancing, there's the rhythm of the dance. The scenes um, in musicals tend to be a lot more truncated because you have to um, be very specific about uh, where you are in the story, which then facilitates the next uh, musical number or, or dance. Uh, whereas um, with, a, with a play, there's a lot more dialogue and a lot more, you're able to enjoy the text more in a play because you can throw some of it away. Um, it doesn't all have to be significant information. So um, you, can, you can be more nuanced with the, with the text in a play because it's all about the text. But ultimately, um, every writer has a rhythm. So you find a rhythm in everything you do. It's just one is more blatantly obvious at the get-go than the other. Yeah. Have you developed a preference yourself over like, you know, whether you prefer doing, you know, straight drama or doing musicals? Um, I think whatever I would be doing, I'd also want to be doing the other because I think the, uh, the joy of performing is variety. So uh, I like doing it all and I'd like to do all of it all the time. Not obviously at the same time, but uh, I had the most fantastic time doing uh, Tonight at 8.30. Um, and also the 39 Steps, again, completely difficult, different physical theatre and humour, whereas uh, the um, Noel Cowards, because they were the, the one-act plays, the, the, the variety from one writer that facilitated everything uh, uh, an actor's dream uh, is, which is to play such a wide range of characters in one day. You know, you, you, you just get to flex all those creative muscles. And uh, totally aware that um, exquisite writing uh, is so easy to remember because you, you can learn it so easily because it flows. Mm. So um, uh, good writing is the key to everything. You, you forget your lines, you tend to forget your lines when it, when it jars in your head. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've also done a fair amount of telly as well recently, you know, doing things like Doctors and um, Miranda, of course, as well. Mm. Um, did you ever, you know, consider maybe um, doing a screen work in the long term as well? Or were you always more drawn back to the stage? Uh, again, I'm drawn to all of it. Um, I would love to do more film and television. I'm definitely more comfortable on stage because you have more of an instant arc and instant gratification because you tell a story um, in two and a half hours, you, you reach the end of your journey, you shared it with an audience there and then, you have the atmosphere there and then, and you all hopefully celebrate it at the end. Whereas um, film and television, uh, especially television that is has a quick turnover, you have to learn your lines very quickly, get it right immediately. Uh, the atmosphere will be put on in the edits with the underscoring or if there is any. So you'll you'll see the, the whole performance, the whole thing later. Um, so you just have to have blind faith that you know how it's going to be. But it's, it's, it's almost like a photo shoot. You can enjoy the photo shoot, uh, but how you think it went in your head, it will not be ever look the way you thought it was it'll look like something else because how it feels and how it looks are two different things so you have to be open-minded and um and and trusting uh in in the tv and film world 
because there are so many elements that bring it together for the final um, result. Mm, definitely. Um, do you yeah. get recognised much nowadays as well, you know, from doing all of those like roles on screen and on stage? Once in a blue moon, someone recognises me. Um, and it's usually theatre lovers. So we both share the same interests. So they recognise from previous performances or they happen to be a fan of a certain TV show. And so they're fond of the characters. But no, I, I, I can walk down the street very safely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good to hear. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you've been working in theatre for, you know, well over, you know, two to three decades now. So um, how much do you <laughs> feel, how much do you feel like, you know, the theatre industry has changed over the lot, you know, over your career? Well, I guess social media has changed a lot because um, you can be more in control of reaching out to a wider audience if you want to, if uh, social media is your thing. I think young brains uh, are more savvy with it and and it's more second nature um to to be able to share yourself with a a, a platform out there i'm not very good at it i enjoy the fact that um there is so that i have access to so much more information at the at the click of a finger but um i haven't yet felt comfortable to have a little chat to my camera every day to say hello to someone <laughs> say hello to a fan base but uh, you know, it is a it is a good thing that um, that you can reach so many more people, and and I do do enjoy very much uh, that there's more theatre to be enjoyed on your TV screen because I think that can encourage people to go actually go to the theatre and see things live. You know, uh, I, I think I think they feed each other. Mm. Um, I know for sure if I saw, you know, because you. There's only seven days a week, so there's only seven or well, let's say there's let's see, there's probably eight or nine shows you could see a week if you were an avid, passionate theatre goer. But uh, having access to um, theatre on screen as well uh, help, enables you to um, know what you want to go and see if you mm. have uh, limited opportunities. So I, I enjoy the fact that I can I can see more. Yeah, I mean, have um, you know, like with most theatres now um, being reopened, um, have you had the chance to see much theatre yourself um, since, um, you know, the pandemic has sort of finished? Um, it, it has been difficult because um, obviously we're all trying to be safe. So we have a lot more testing before we go into our own theatres. So we have to be, be there um, a lot earlier. Uh, I've managed to see... Uh, a few sort of cabarets, um, uh, friends in cabarets, and we've sat with masks and yeah. So there's been a few opportunities to go and 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 see see some stuff. So I've seen some of the big shows, and it's just thrilling to be able to be back. But I'm um, obviously not yet anyway managing to see as much as I used to. So hopefully, hopefully, that's um, on the on the cards very soon. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and yeah, and how do you feel about, you know, doing things like this as well? You know, do you also enjoy, you know, doing interviews, podcasts, talking to the press? Um, I'm always happy to. I'm, you know, it's always nice to um, to have the contact with people who are interested in, in theatre and behind the scenes. So it's, it's always um, a pleasure to share that information. Uh, so I have got more comfortable with it as I've got older because I was always so worried that I might say something wrong or I didn't mean it that way 
or it was misunderstood. And I, I, and I'm now think you can't, you know, you, you can only tell your truth and stop worrying about <laughs> how it's gone. Um, so I'm a little bit more confident about that, <laughs> less self-conscious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've seen you do um, so much amazing work over the years, you know, and you're such an amazing figure in the industry. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, are there any? Are there still any, you know, dream roles and shows that you would like to be a part of? Every time someone asks me that, my brain goes blank, um, and I think it's because there are so many. And honestly, the, the the stuff that I've done, I think, has come my way, and then I've completely invested in it and had the time of my life so I think I just would like good work with good people to keep coming my way because whatever it is I get involved and uh, immerse myself and and have a ball mm. so I don't know if there's specifically roles that I want to go after but if it's the team that put it together that make it the thing that it is yeah. The, 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 the special experience yeah um just as a last question now as well um what do you most want to be remembered for <laughs> um being lovely to work with <laughs> um i think that's it uh but well, i mean within the context of not in, not in the, my life but in, in in the world that i live in uh in the world that i work in um to yeah i i i want people to have enjoyed working with me as I have with them. Josephine Gabrielle, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, very nice to meet you.